<laughs> what? Well, why don't you start us off this time? Sure. All right, episode two, eyes wide open. We've got the uh, Wikipedia synopsis pulled up here. I think we're just going to read that um, and then kind of go through our own take as we go through it. And then kind of like last episode, just go ahead and discuss where we feel about how we feel about the characters at this point and, and our, our other segments. Yep. Sounds good. So Wikipedia says, as the town turns to faith and prayer to deal with star quarterback Jason Street's serious injury, Coach Taylor turns to an untested backup quarterback, Matt Saracen, to anchor the team. Meanwhile, tensions reach the boiling point between teammates Tim Riggins and Brian Smash Williams and Jason's girlfriend, Lila Garrity, provides support to her fallen boyfriend. That pretty much sums it up right there. That is a excellent synopsis. Um, right, this, yeah, this episode originally aired October 10, 2006. Directed by Jeffrey Reiner, written by Jason Katims. Let's let's get into it here. Let's dive into it. Something that I thought jumping straight into it um, was really interesting and a good start to kind of dig into the diversity of the community is it kind of starts off with the black church and the white church in town. Yep, yep. The, I noticed that too right away. With, yep, Smash Williams and his family kind of at one church. And really, the basically the rest of the football team, or at least the rest of our central characters at the the white church, and kind of shows off the difference in praise style. <laughs> yeah, um, between the two of uh, of the churches. Yeah, uh, it reminded me, and <laughs> Anthony just cracked his first grain belt, so <laughs> we are off and running. Wanted to make sure I got away from the mic enough that it didn't. <laughs> oh, oh, we still caught it. We still caught it. <laughs> yeah, it reminded me right away uh, of the Martin Luther King Jr. quote that the the most segregated hour in the United States is eleven o'clock on Sunday morning. And yeah, that was that was pretty evident right away. Pretty contrasting, um, yeah, contrasting scenes in the mm-hmm. two churches. But yes, very segregated uh, indeed. Uh, and then right after church, we got Buddy Garrity talking, pulling coach aside. Man, yes, <laughs> just just trash talking Saracen, basically right. being like, "You're not gonna. This kid isn't gonna do it." <laughs> yeah, right after they get done uh, with a service where they're talking about Jason Street and praying for him and lifting him up and being there for the family walk outside and buddy Gary's like, <laughs> we're screwed coach. What are we going to do? We need a plan. Yeah. Uh, his quote was best case scenario. Jason's probably out for a month. You know, it's probably a lot longer than that, but uh, we need to plan for Friday night. Heck, heck we need to plan for the rest of the season is what we need, Eric. So you tell me, you think little Matt Saracen can get it done. Coach, I guess we're fixing to find out. <laughs> so yeah, buddy, buddy Garrity, not very high on the uh, social or cultural IQ there. To uh, <laughs> not room a little bit, not not picking his spots very well. Yeah, no. But as we'll find, find, a lot of the uh, the boosters in town uh, yeah. do not. Uh, <laughs> pick their spots very well no, as the season place. progresses. Then the next thing I have written down, and I must have cut to this, was uh, 
the next thing we got Riggins is drunk at the oh. diner. Oh, um, I, I got something a little bit before oh, that that I yes. that goes a, along with the with the churches. So we we have the black church, we have the white church. They're they're different in how they're approaching it, but they're still both like kind of speaking positively, hoping for a miracle, that kind of stuff. And then right after that, it cuts to the Riggins brothers, not obviously in church at all, driving down the road. Tim's in the back of the pickup with a shotgun shooting at nothing <laughs> while they're driving down the road. And uh, Billy Riggins, uh, unlike the churches, is saying, he says something along the lines of like, I saw that hit. That that street's not walking again. Oh yeah, you know. So it's like this this uh, this optimism, probably naive optimism from the from the churches, and then cut to the Riggins is like just keeping it real. <laughs> real, know? yes, yeah. I thought that was uh, good. So meanwhile, we got Riggins drunk at the diner. Uh, tensions kind of start to rise between he and Smash, who is also at the diner. Yeah. Um. Some trash gets talked. Riggins almost, you know, explodes, basically. Well, he did. See, I watched two episodes at once, so I'm, I'm, I'm like, mixing things up. <laughs> yeah. But doesn't he kind of, like, he gets angry at uh, Smash. Smash says, you know, walk it off. You know, don't let this be whatever. Uh, and then... Uh, as he's walking away, Smash says something like, "Lighten up, like God don't like ugly." <laughs> that Riggins <laughs> yeah. just, yeah, that was that was it. Tears apart. Yeah, yeah. Smash is already much like Buddy Garrity is kind of moving on and looking forward. Smash is already talking about how this is his team now, how they're not going to miss a beat because he's going to step up and he's going to be the star player. That doesn't sit well with Riggs. He is literally sitting in in Jason Street's booth at the diner, which also doesn't sit well with Riggs. Uh, For the Big Rig beer tally, I don't know if we can officially count any official beers here, but he's definitely drunk. (laughs) Wrote down uh, Riggs beer count several off screen. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So... You know, I think a conservative estimate, we, we, we got to be fair here because we didn't see it. So I think yeah. we just have to keep it conservative and I'm, I'm willing to put two on the beer tally because wow. it's got to be more than one. Yeah. <laughs> but Okay. But I'm all right with that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to, I want to move back just a little bit before, before the diner, uh, Lila visiting street in the, the cheerleader uniform. Um, so she, she goes to the, the hospital room and she <laughs> stops the doctor walking past to help hang oh, yeah. up the, the get well soon sign or whatever it was, or Dylan Panther sign or whatever. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, the doctor's like, I don't know. I just work oncology. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't believe I didn't write that quote down. Cause it was one of two quotes that made me like laugh out loud uh, <laughs> yeah. while watching it. Um, the other, which we'll get to. Um, and is my pick for quote of the week. Um, oh, nice. we'll get, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. 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 Um, so then we get, uh, we get some Tyra Mackinac smash. Yep. Which ends up there on the couch getting naked. Uh, <laughs> who knows what's about to happen, but mama smash walks in and, uh, all, you know, in all her fury. Yes. 
and uh, basically kicks Tyra out. Um, but then she gets a little like, I think in a, a good example of just how small Dylan is for a woman who's more or less unrelated to the football team outside of smash and on who wouldn't care about normal high school relationships going on that she's like, Oh, is this to get back at Tim Riggins or something like that? It's (laughs) like, why would Smash's mom know or care? She, she sees right through it. She is. Yeah. yeah, She's all knowing and all wise mama smash. (laughs) My quote of the week submission definitely comes from this scene. That's yep. The other, the other, we can save it. Yeah. (laughs) yeah, The other line that made me laugh out loud. Yep. We'll, we'll get to that. Yeah. Um, so then we've got some, some great, Saracen and Landry banter. Oh yeah, definitely. Where they're talking and, and Landry drops a quote, which is also a, I'll say this one because it's not my pick for quote of the week. I think we're both going to have the same quote of the week. So we'll, we'll go over this. Yep. Uh, that uh, Landry's talking about, he's trying to explain how just because Matt Saracen doesn't play the same way as street doesn't mean that he isn't also good. And he gives this <laughs> metaphor about like, he's like, for example, my music <laughs> Like, you can't compare me to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> uh, and he goes off about this. And then soon thereafter, we see um, Saracen giving an interview to uh, some interviewer. And he tries to work the same metaphor in, but it just does not yeah, work. A bomb. <laughs> so, the, yeah, the original is, you know, the problem is, is that they keep comparing you to Jason Street. You know what I mean? That's like comparing my music to the Red Hot Chili Peppers or something. I mean, I'm not I'm not the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I mean, I'm my own thing. I'm not any better or any worse. I'm just different. <laughs> and then Saracen replies, no, you're definitely a whole lot worse. <laughs> yes. And then, uh, yeah, Saracen botches that, that quote. Uh, and then after practice we get what I feel like is our first taste are a little hint of the, of the Lila and Tim, a little bit of sexual tension there. Mm -hmm. She offers uh, that she's there for him. Also says that he needs to go see Jason or he's going to start taking it personally. But yeah, yeah, you get that first little glimmer there of something going to happen here. And Riggins emotionally clearly not ready to see his friend in that state, but also kind of dealing with it in other ways. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Then, then street finds out the doctor lets street and his family know that he's going to be paralyzed. Parents are kind of like a little bit in denial a little bit. And, but street is just like, Nope, just give it to me straight. What's it, you know, mm-hmm. what's going to happen here. Um, so he's going to be paralyzed from the waist down. Uh, Tammy and coach are on a little date at Applebee's. Tammy lets him know that she's got a job. Yes. As a high school guidance counselor, and Eric is pretty concerned, uh, in his words, that guidance counselors can be a bit of a nuisance. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's worried that they're going to have some interaction. And and also uh, upset that she didn't speak to him before yes, there was no the consultation. Job. Yep. But that little disagreement, that little whatever gets interrupted by the phone call, letting him know that street is paralyzed. So there's a a scene where um, where coach goes and talks to street and there's, I can't believe I didn't write this down. I'm actually mad at myself for not, yeah. but there's another really great quote yes. um, where uh, they're, they're talking about Saracen and uh, or coach and street are talking about Saracen <laughs> and streets. Like 
you know, he's different. He listens to Bob Dylan and draws <laughs> pictures. <laughs> yeah. This is a great, uh, great line and a great way to describe a high school student in 2006. Yeah, for different. sure. Yeah, for sure. But uh, has good perspective there on telling coach, like you gotta, you gotta coach this guy a little differently. He's got something to offer, but mm-hmm. yeah, but he's a, he's an arty artsy boy. I also liked the, I also liked when street asks, uh, how Saracen doing and coach is like, Saracen's good. He's thrown like a girl, but he's good. <laughs> yes, that was he's good. good. I, <laughs> yeah. I can't believe I didn't write that one out either. Cause I, I definitely got a, I noted it. But yeah, yeah, that's good. Yeah. Um, and we'll get back in a second to uh, Saracen throwing like a girl, but I got to throw a shout out to our sponsor this week, the Alamo Freeze. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, Dylan's own Matt Saracen working at the Alamo Freeze. <laughs> Occasionally hands out free drinks. <laughs> As if he screws up your prize <laughs> order, which he won't do. He's a hometown <laughs> hero, Matt Saracen. That's working at the Alamo freeze right on right on all right so saracen working at the alamo freeze landry hanging out trying to help him with plays yeah trying to go over plays it's too distracting not going well i go well uh we get a nice little scene with uh mrs coach and coach yep talking and we we get actually mrs coach inspiring coach yeah and I really like the scene. I just, I wrote down coach, very human with the uh, word very in all caps. Yeah. Very, a very relatable moment as he's trying to, you know, figure out what exactly he wants to do with Saracen, uh, what he wants to do with the season, basically, or how he, how he's going to come out of this particular moment. Yeah. And really Um, voicing, voicing the, the pressures, you know, he says something along the lines of, you know, we, we lose this one and then we go on the road and we lose a couple more and I'm going to lose my job and we're going to have to move, you know, kind of that pressure that's mounting. And yeah, Tammy kind of reminds him of, of who he is and what he's done and that he, he makes great quarterbacks and that she, she believes in him completely. And it's kind of the first, uh, coach and mrs coach uh relationship goals scene where it's like oh dang yeah these yep. two are pretty, these two are pretty great yep and really tammy's first you you get the first real glimpse of of who tammy is and what she's going to be too yep. last episode she was just kind of the person to show that coach also had a family and a life but yeah tammy's starting to already starting to take off on her own a little bit uh we also see lila and street in the hospital and street is brings up the hard conversation of like <laughs> you know i'm paralyzed what are we gonna do and lila is just super in denial and she has she has the super super naive in denial line of you are Jason Street and I am Lila Gary. <laughs> everything is going to turn out just the way we planned it. And then she yeah. prays a prayer about it all being a test from God that they're gonna that they're gonna pass and they'll pull through. <laughs> yeah, oh, man. I think this is. I mean, we're pretty early on in the season, but I'm wondering if watching it because I probably haven't watch these episodes in 
I would say a decade. I would say, well, not quite a decade. I think when I first moved to Brookings, which would have been eight years ago, my roommate at the time and I, I tried to get him into it and I think it just didn't take, or he had too much going on. And, uh, and so but we, we had to have made it at least, you know, five to 10 episodes into the season. Sure. And the reason I mention that is watching it the first few times that I did watching these episodes, the first few times that I did, I think I don't remember Lila being this like frustratingly naive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that's maybe a result of <laughs> the first time I watched it, having been in my uh, <laughs> late teens and er- er- you know early twenties. Yeah. But man, yeah. Watching it this time, I'm like, dude, you are, you got a lot of life. That's going to really hit you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I, yeah, I think we get that picture of what happens in a lot of small towns where you just have a very, very, very small, narrow worldview. You think you got it all figured out because this is all, you know, and then <laughs> life comes at you fast. If you're Lila Garrity. Yes. And, uh, yeah. It all comes crashing down and we see, yeah, as the seasons go on, we, we see the result of that in Lila's life for sure. Mm-hmm. So, uh, then we get the scene where uh, coach, comes by Saracen's house, has his little interaction with Grandma Saracen. <laughs> pretty nice. Pretty funny. Uh, takes him to the field, pumps him up. Kind of the first real glimpse of, of Coach as an inspirer yes. and a motivator. Yeah. What do you think of and that? I, I loved it. I, I had a real moment of like, oh, man, yep, this is – uh, what I love about this show, uh, mm-hmm. we he's yeah, coach is so inspiring. You see Saracen kind of go from like you know really meek to really getting pumped up, yeah, and and excited, and um, yeah, it's it's a really great scene. Yeah, it's uh, it's the turning point. It's the turning point for Saracen. Um, really good. I I don't know. I find myself like almost wanting to be cynical and not wanting to like the super like meaningful emotional moments. But yeah, that I can't help it. It's just so good. It's super inspiring coaches, the man. I love it. I don't know why I'm, I'm resisting, (laughs) Uh, but but, it's great. Um, One moment that I did notice that I'm sure that I had noticed on previous viewings, but it's been so long that when they (laughs) go to the football field, Coaches just got some random dude waiting in the crow's nest. (laughs) You see him up in the crow's nest, just like standing there with his hands on his hips when they first walk in the field. I turned to Angie and I was like, who the hell is this random guy in the crow's nest? What's going on with this guy? And I, because I had forgotten that it even got explained. Yeah. Like he's in several frames (laughs) before and it's just to turn up the like crowd noise noise. to get Saracen pumped up so he can yell loud enough that his team hears him yeah coach Uh, has a plan man I guess I didn't watch the deleted scenes but I'm going to assume there's one where it's like coach calling up this guy and be like (laughs) maybe on the field stay in the crow's nest you're gonna turn up the crowd noise (laughs) (laughs) yeah little explanation We'll we'll come back to the the kind of the inspiring the biggest inspiring moment there um, when we talk about uh, coaches inspo rating or maybe quote of the week but yes. um, but yeah super good 
Then we kind of get a montage of game day. I would like to point out that in this montage, the rally girls are bringing the players their, their stuff that they like. And for Saracen, his new rally girl that he got brings him like that cake or whatever. And then we see, I've never noticed this before. Then we see Tim Riggins rally girl hand him a, brown paper bag at his locker did you notice this i didn't she hands him a brown paper bag and it clinks when she (laughs) hands it to him which means there are at least two bottles of beer in this bag (laughs) and that is two more beers on the big rig beer tower (laughs) so i'd never noticed that before but but yeah it clinks when she hands it to him so then yeah it goes right up to the game they're in the locker room Uh, coach makes his inspiring speech that is much better than last week's speech. And then kind of on the way out, he catches Matt Saracen. They have a little moment and it's clear that Matt is ready to, to let her loose and go for it. And yeah, goes right to kickoff balls in the air episode ends. So no actual football game for episode two eyes wide open. And that's, Pretty much the the rundown. Yeah, that's the rundown of the episode, kind of a play-by-play. Should we talk about, should we do a, a, how do we feel about the characters with each episode? Go over them again, or I mean, what do you you think? Yeah, we can do that. We can can dig into them. So we'll start with the, uh, the Taylor family, how we're feeling about them. I am liking Coach more he's more inspiring uh there was i was a little off put by him being upset with tammy for accepting the guidance counselor position specifically the uh whole like uh communication with no consultation with him as it felt a little dated (laughs) as a concept okay okay See, I'm going to push back there, and this yeah. is a this is a major family decision, and has major implications, not just. And so, uh, you know, I think either way, a husband or a wife or even a child probably should consult with the rest of the family before they take a job. But I don't think that he should be holding her back from taking a job for any of the reasons that he kind of implied or talked about. So yeah, I can, I can come to a compromise. With that. <laughs> yes. Yes. But we do, we get a little bit of that tension between coach and Tammy, Tammy kind of wanting to not just be the coach's wife, but kind of be her own thing. And yeah, which causes some tension here and will continue to cause tension throughout for sure. And uh, moving on to Mrs. Coach, we like Mrs. Coach a lot more. She has a lot more to do mm-hmm. um, and a lot more upcoming to do as uh, she'll be working that guidance counselor job. She, yeah, she, she gets, she gets a little more of her own, um, a little more of her own character. Like I said, instead of just being coach's wife, she, yeah, again, is very likable. She is very good at being coach's wife. As we see from uh, that inspiring little pep talk that she gave him, like that was super good and super solid and super encouraging and, and loving. So yeah, big, big fan of Tammy so far. And I support her 100% in her career aspirations. Just let it go on record there. Jason street. Yeah. We, he's in the hospital 
for this entire episode, taking in some pretty hard news. And I think taking it like a champ for sure. Yeah. Handling it about as well as you could. Yeah. Which I think is kind of, uh, you know, last episode we talked about how he is a very upstanding like role model. And I think even in this like devastating situation, he's still trying to handle it like a role model. You know, we don't see much grief happening yet or any like breakdowns or anything because he's trying to be brave and take it yeah. straight. Trying to maintain his composure. Yep. Keep it real, which, yeah. And, you know, becoming more developed as a character starting to, as opposed to just being possibly good athlete. Right. Yep. Along with street, we have Lila who is, you know, getting worse. (laughs) Yeah. Staying by Jason's side, getting worse for sure. We've talked a lot about this, the, the naivety and the being in complete denial about the reality of things and um, unable to accept anything outside of her kind of bubble of what she thinks her life should be and is going to be. And that none of that is happening, but she's not really accepting the fact that that is not happening. So, yeah, pretty unbearable yeah, <laughs> at this point. It's tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, Street's best friend we got Tim Riggins also not handling it super great but I think a lot more honestly than than most you know than Lila that, for sure yeah we get that glimpse of him in the the tape room where he's just watching the hit that takes Street out over and over and you can see him crying a little bit mm-hmm. um, so yeah taking it super hard and then we have Smash Smash is kind of relishing the fact that he's in the spotlight, I feel like. Yeah. And, you know, getting involved with Tyra is a little bit, uh, not because of who Tyra is, but because she's in a semi-committed relationship with Riggins. Yeah. uh, Is a a questionable move by Smash. Yeah. (laughs) That I don't particularly support. No, he is he has not come off very positively thus far in in season one. Uh big head making <laughs> very jerkish decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Not not looking great for not a great look for Smash so far. But we do meet his mom, um yes. who who proves to be a pretty entertaining character. And uh actually I have friends who lived in Austin, Texas and lived just like down the block from Mrs. Coach or not Mrs. Coach, uh, lived just down the block from mama smash. Uh, and so they'd be like driving home and drive past mama smash's place. And there'd, she'd be like out working on her lawn or whatever, right there (laughs) down the block from their house. Is she not a professional actress or was she just, uh, like a, a local hire that isn't like a professional actress, but just it worked out for her. Uh, let's, I might need to look into this, I guess. Yeah. Um, you know, five seasons and they filmed on location in Austin. All yeah. Five, maybe she bought a house or something. I'll pull up the IMDb here. And she was in a few things. Huh. An that. accomplished dancer and singer took ballet, modern jazz and uh, modern and jazz dance from age five through her freshman year in college. She changed her major in theater after, to theater after her freshman year. So yeah, she's got a, a pretty sizable IMDb. So I wonder if she, of course, it doesn't say where she is from or anything like that. But hmm. 
Oh, she is from Dallas, Texas originally. Oh, there we go. Yep. All right. So Smash. And then we have Tyra, who, yeah. Making mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Making questionable calls again. Yeah, she's with she's with Tim in the diner when Tim is drunk. She's trying to convince him from uh, going after Smash and making bad decisions. But you can tell she's kind of frustrated with that. Kind of frustrated with that whole situation. And but I guess I don't really see why she says she's not really with Tim anymore. Am I missing something? Or no, there is a scene in the next episode where they kind of have a real like blow off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it does not happen in this episode. So I don't know what's a, yeah, it was just, no. it, there's not a whole lot of explanation except for just kind of her exasperation at the diner. But other than that, I don't see a whole lot of reason why she decides to hook up with smash, but that's mainly I think, I mean, in this episode. The interest was kind of implied in episode one, a little bit. Right. So maybe that interest has always been there. And she finally was like, maybe the the thing in the diner was just a boiling point. And she was finally like, all right, I'm going to go for it. Shoot my shot. Yeah. (laughs) Matt Saracen stepping into his QB one role in this episode. What'd you think of Matt? Yeah, he's, he's coming along, you know, like I said, there on the scene on the field at night, you see the kind of transformation from meek into, you know, confident. So we're, we're seeing him, develop into the player that he needs to be and that confidence that he needs to have. And we do get a line. I don't remember if it's in this episode or the next episode, but where he says something like, I just love playing football or something like that. And it's very like, Oh, like in the last episode, we kind of talked about how uh, we don't really know why he's on the football team or why he's a quarterback, (laughs) but uh, apparently he's got a real passion for football actually. So, yeah, we find out for sure. I think we got hints of it last time. We find out that his dad's in Iraq. Um, mm-hmm. Coach Coach mentions that when Coach is inspiring him, taking him to the field and stuff, you know, he says uh, that he should be proud because he's got a lot on his plate and he's handling it with his dad being in Iraq and the pressures of taking care of his grandma and being the man of the house. Um, yeah, so we're getting a little more, even more of a picture of just how much, like, responsibility has been heaped on on Matt in lots of different areas so and he's still a good yeah a good kid who's who's trying hard and doing pretty well with Saracen we've got Landry (laughs) who yeah outside of his little uh well actually no he does have some good moments in this episode because I were I'm loving Landry more and more with the the red hot chili peppers bit, which is great. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the, uh, sorry, I'm going down my list here. Oh, him sitting with the, uh, with Saracen, the Alamo Freeze is trying to go through plays and screw up and like apologizing in addition to Saracen for the, <laughs> the fries. Yeah. Right. Landry, Landry, super solid. Definitely the, the comic relief of the Saracen pair for sure. Um, and then we have Buddy Garrity who is really stepping into the sleazeball role already. Oh, yeah. Yeah, becoming a, uh, Buddy Garrity's becoming a real sleazeball. He's, you know, talking trash right after church. Yep. Um, yeah, dude sucks. 
Yeah. <laughs> kind of three different occasions of, of being a sleazeball in this episode after church. And then I think they, they must be having coaches having lunch with the boosters or something. Buddy Garrity's there. Mayor Rodell's there and buddy like kind of sticks up for coach, but then really just backhand like <laughs> slams him at the same time or like not necessarily slams, but puts the pressure on like, don't screw this up. And then uh coach meets buddy at the, at his, at the car dealership, I think buddy's office and buddy's going through this thing about how they're, they're friends. They've been friends a long time but as he does that is basically again saying don't screw this up yeah uh, over and over again all right should we move into our segments yes let's move into the segments all right uh Let's start with the, the Julie Taylor hate meter Let's just get that out of the way. I don't feel like we have a ton to work with here this week. Yeah, I don't, I don't hate Julie very much. She didn't have a whole lot to do this episode. I actually can't really remember anything that she did at all. No, so really nothing. She was in the house when Coach and Tammy were, were having some interactions, but that was about it. So um, I think a flat zero. Yep. Rogo, I don't I don't hate her this episode. Good for you, Julie. Uh we don't hate you. <laughs> <clears throat> the big rig beer tally, uh, like I said, I believe we have to give him at least two for being drunk. Obviously he drank more, but we can't in good conscience conscience give him a uh you know like five or whatever. So um we can spot him two there, and then there's at least two bottles in that that paper bag because they clinked together. So I believe that is Say four, four confirmed. Yep. And last week we had eight. So we are up to 12 beers for Riggins on this season. He's got a nice light buzz going. Yep. Yep. Uh, a full 12 pack. So far. <laughs> coach Taylor inspo rating. Uh, he really stepped it up this week. Yeah. I have just the word high in all caps <laughs> written yeah. on my sheet for the coach inspiration. Uh, you know, it's hard to give them a 10, 10s. I mean, extremely high, obviously. Right. I mean, they're going, you, yeah, they're, they're going to go places this season. And so we, I find, I think it's hard to give them a 10 on the, the second game of the week, but yeah. it was, I think, uh, I think a good, like 7.75. I was going to say seven. So yeah, let's, let's rock with that. Um, I agree. It was, it was very good. The only thing holding me back from going higher is just, I feel like we need, we need room. <laughs> yeah. Because he's going to hit a 10 and yep. you don't want it to be over. Yeah. Oversaturated with 10. So I agree with you. We'll, we'll, we'll compromise on a seven. I like that. Yep. The, the pregame speech much better, not, not fantastic, much better, but, but really the taking Matt to the field late at night, it doesn't get much more inspiring than that. And yeah, we, as we've said, we saw the transformation happen with Matt in that moment. Yep. So boom, buddy, Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Trash talking after church has got to be. be. Yep. That's yep. the pick. Yep. Trash talking. Like we said, spent the church service talking about and praying for a young man in the prime of his life who is now paralyzed from the waist down and buddy Garrity's moving on. What are we going to do on Friday coach? So and I, I liked Eric's parting word with, with buddy too, after all that was 
Nice sermon, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, outdated pop culture reference of the week. Uh, nothing really stuck out to me. Neither of us had anything, although I'm going to go ahead and throw in the uh, the comment about Saracen throwing like a girl. I think that's an outdated <laughs> oh, uh, insult. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. No, you, yeah. You don't throw that around like that anymore. That's not cool. So that's good. Yeah. Throwing like a girl. Any music cues that stuck out to you? I love the, uh, the Tony Luca rendition of devil town that closes out the episode. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much you know about that song. It's an old Daniel Johnston song. I don't know if you know anything about Daniel Johnston. Yep. Kind of that, that hipster triangle hitting stuff, but uh. (laughs) yeah. Yeah. It's a great old Daniel Johnston song. And it, it, I think it fit really well with how the episode closed out and what, you know, the footage that they played over it. So that is for sure my pick for yep. music with you of the week. Yep. That's what I had to, I didn't realize that that's who it was by, but yeah, that was well done. Um, all right. And then our quote of the episode, I, I have a few submissions here. I think we know what's going to take it, but yes. there are a few, there are a few worth throwing in there. All right. I'd like to submit. We already said it, but when coach is visiting street in the hospital street asks, how's Saracen doing? Coach responds, Saracen's doing fine. He's thrown like a girl, but he's doing fine. <laughs> Which I guess we just talked about. So I think there's there's absolutely going to be a quote within the next few episodes that I've already got in mind that is also going to be my pick probably because I, I need to watch the episode again, obviously. But it's going to be my pick almost certainly for both outdated reference and quote of the week because it's extremely problematic quote <laughs> from Tim Riggins. Uh, these days, but it's also uh, it's also a very funny quote. <laughs> so. nice. It is. It, it's not ringing a bell for me, but I look forward okay. to. Yeah, I'll, I'll know it I, when I. Hear I won't it. spoil it. Yeah, you will. <laughs> you absolutely will. <laughs> a couple more. When coach is on the field with Saracen, the whole exchange when he's getting him real pumped up, where he's like, "What's your name, Matt Saracen? What do you play, QB one, and how do you play it perfectly?" We'll see about that. That whole exchange was great. It goes on, but it ends with, how much do you want this? I want it, coach. How much do you want this? I want it. Then take it. Mm-hmm. It's real good. I'm getting chills just hearing you recite it. I know <laughs> that I did pretty, watching, watching Coach and Sarah. Yeah. Uh, it's a pretty inspiring reenactment. But uh, Do you have any more or I have one more? To, or Well, besides the one, but I have one more. Yeah, I, I've got just a couple of them. They've already been mentioned, but uh, Jason Street's quote about uh, how Matt Saracen is, is different because he <laughs> listens to Bob Dylan and draws pictures <laughs> and stuff. Yep, that's good. Which is great. And we see, is it in this episode or is it in the next episode? I'll ask again, where we actually see some of Saracen's drawings. Yeah, we do see some. Okay, that's yeah, what I yeah, thought. Yeah. Uh, so we, we, we get that extra layer of, of who Matt Saracen is. We don't see any Bob Dylan records lying around, but we do see the, the pictures that he draws. <laughs> Um, and then of course, Landry slash Saracen's quote and bungling of quoting the red hot chili peppers thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Not better or worse than the red hot chili peppers. (laughs) Just different. The other super inspiring moment that I think deserves a quote of quote of the week nomination is the team is going out from the locker room on Friday night for the game. Saracen's hanging back. Coach catches him and they have this exchange 
coach says, you up for this? Yes, sir. Let me ask you one question. One question. Last Friday night, that winning pass, did you close your eyes? No, sir. My eyes were open, sir. My eyes were wide open. That's what I thought. Let's go play football. Come on. <laughs> that was a good one. Yeah. That was, yeah. And That's the name of the episode, good. Eyes Wide Open. So, yep. There it is. Um, <laughs> so then, all right, I've got the exact Mama Smash quote. Yes. The the out and out winner for quote of the episode. The out and out winner uh, is from Mama Smash, and it goes like this: After Smash and Tyra get caught by Mama Smash uh, on the couch, getting after it, Smash's mom is trying to smash, Tyra. if you will, <laughs> if you will. Smash uh, trying to live up to his name. <laughs> Gross. Sorry, <laughs> edit that out. No. Uh, <laughs> So Mama Smash says, this to get back at Tim Riggins? What are you, a shrink? Mama Smash says, oh, that'd be nice. I work at Planned Parenthood. You probably haven't seen the last of me. (laughs) And then Tyra has some comments about being classy and using (laughs) protection, which (laughs) great comeback. Very classy. (laughs) Definitely the winner, though. Yes. Mama Smash bringing it. Without a doubt. Well, yeah, that's that's episode two, Eyes Wide Open, of the still unnamed Friday Night Lights podcast. <laughs> it'll it'll come to us. It'll come. It's gonna it's gonna happen. If if you had to give this episode, we should rate the episode. Oh yeah. If you had to give this episode a rating, uh, first of all, what should our scale be? Second of all, what would you? What rating would you give it? Do you think? I'm a big believer of a one out of ten scale. Yep. And I really, it's going to be really hard for me to give a, a score to these, especially like the, this first season, because it's just so good throughout. Yeah. So I don't want to be like every episode's like a nine or a 10. So <laughs> you're right. I think the pilot episode is a 10 or like a mm-hmm. high nine, 9.5 okay. or higher. Yep. I think this episode's a solid, uh, strong seven to a light eight. Okay. Yeah, I am pretty similar, but I would actually flip that. I thought the pilot was was good, and I would give that like a seven. And then I thought this episode, uh, I I thought was much more much more interesting. You start to get a little bigger picture, more than just broad brush strokes of who the mm-hmm. characters are and stuff like that. So if pilot was a seven, I'd give this low eight, high seven, low eight, just a little little better, a little more. So that's where I put it. I'm yeah. I thought this was a step up a little bit, but so there we have it. Episode two eyes wide open in the books. Super solid, super good. Definitely hard to, well, okay. This is going to be touchy. I was going to say definitely hard to watch just one. Uh, I was supposed to watch two, (laughs) 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 but uh, that didn't work out, but yeah, definitely being reminded of why I love this show so much. It mm-hmm. is, it is still good. It is still, even having watched it many, many times, I'm still right there yes. uh, into it. So extremely solid. All right. Well, like I said, that's episode two. Hopefully by the time we start episode three, we will have a name, but we might not. But uh, thanks for listening along. <laughs> uh, if you 
you know, have any Friday Night Lights related questions or anything like that, we would certainly love to discuss uh, yes. any any questions you might have. So feel free to hit up Anthony or I. With I imagine questions. once we get this whole thing rolling, we'll have for sure like a Twitter page or, you know, maybe... I don't know if we want to do like a Facebook page. That seems like a bit much, but we'll see. <laughs> Depends on how many boomers we think. We'll are, see what the demand is. Yeah. The demand is for boomers. <laughs> yeah. But that's it. Thanks for listening. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.